The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Um, I'm joined by the um, person responsible for um, Home Rescue. This is Deirdre Coleman. She's Senior Interior Designer at Collab Design Studio. She presents Home Rescue on RTE, which promises an ordered and tidied space within five days. And she's here to talk all things kitchens and Home Rescue. Do you remember the, the cigarettes in the pack? I do. It's actually quite shocking. And Isn't they it? even had the pink tip. They did! Yeah, to so remember. you'd always eat them in that direction. <laughs> like imagine giving a six-year-old kid it's a fake cigarette. <laughs> but that was when a packet of crisps was 3p. So, you know. Let's go back was, a bit. That was also the period when you could literally buy cigarettes singly in yes. shops outside schools. Yeah. Ireland has changed a lot, dear. It has. Come here. We are talking kitchens because kitchens is one of those things. I was actually speaking to somebody the other day who said, oh, I'd love a new kitchen. And I, I said, but isn't your kitchen only about five or six years old? Yeah, but I'd, I'd love a new one. I think people gaze at their kitchens and dream of new ones. You maintain that you have done kitchens ranging from as cheap as three or four grand all the way up to a hundred grand. Well, I don't think I've ever said three or four, maybe eight. Okay. Yeah, maybe eight, up to, up to about a hundred. That's true. A yeah. hundred grand on yeah, a kitchen? Absolutely. What do you get for a hundred grand in a kitchen? <laughs> well, a hundred grand kitchen has the best of everything and it also has multiples of many things. So, and this now is not the norm, I have to say. I would love to say that that is my daily job, but the reality of it is that in most cases, people are sort of 30, 40 or even 20 or even 10, you know, it, and, and actually coming back to the 40, money. 40,000 euro on for a kitchen. A kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you spend 40,000 euro on a kitchen? Well, it depends. I mean, how long is a piece of string with kitchens, really? Because I mean, the first thing that you need to think about is the functionality and what your priorities are. And then once you've once you've actually identified what your priorities are. I mean, the irony of it is, Anton, that we've never done less cooking in a lot of ways. A lot of us are assembling our food and we're microwaving our food, but we've never had busier and swankier kitchens, bigger and swankier kitchens. And that is what sort of makes me laugh because I'm living in a 1960s house and it's the kitchen is tiny and it's it's not particularly conducive to, you know, your big fancy meals. But there was a family of four raised in that house and they cooked three meals a day every day in it. So anyway, I'm talking myself out of a job no, here. <laughs> and if you go to commercial <laughs> kitchens, some of the nicest restaurants in Dublin, yeah. you go into the kitchen, it'd fit in the box room of yeah. a terraced house like, and yeah. everybody's crap and they're turning out Michelin star food. Whereas you have people who almost never cook yeah. with eight, ten grand's worth of aga ranges sitting yeah. in the corner. Well, that's the reality. But the thing about the, the galley kitchen, which is effectively what a commercial kitchen is is that that's purely for cooking and our kitchens now are for way more than just cooking aren't they if you think about it we actually also often uh, do our admin there we open the post we shred or tear up or should do anyway our bank statements we file things we the kids do the homework we have a couple do our Zoom meetings we do our the rest Zoom of meetings so it's not like I mean you're not really comparing like, like it's slightly facetious to say it's what I just said because the reality is that in most cases all of the functions of the house are, are taking place in the kitchen. So, so what are the <coughs> principles then of going about getting a good kitchen? I, I, I understand that the, the primary one, at least from a cooking perspective, is the triangle of yeah. fridge, sink, cooker. Pretty is that good. still the case? Yes, well done. <laughs> so that's actually true. And, and although it's old news, it actually still is very relevant. And the, the trick is, and this is why commercial kitchens work so well, that you should be able to pivot within that triangle. So the, the worst and most frustrating kitchens for me are the ones that are a big square with everything around a room and you have to walk five or six paces to get between that triangle. So it's not just about the triangle, it's about the proximity within that. So you, get you, you can be constrained <laughs> by plumbing though. 
Well, you can. But one thing I would say about doing a kitchen is it's one of the biggest spends you'll ever have on a house. And I would say wait until you can afford to get the plumber and the electrician in and plan it properly, not to attack a kitchen in a piecemeal manner, because it is a huge amount of money. Can I put it to you that where you have to start? is with the largest sink you can physically put into a room. (laughs) Not made out of porcelain because they're a bad idea. And the hugest fridge you can get. That's all you need really. All the rest of it is then just set dressing. Okay, you probably need one of them. I'll give you the one of them. Okay, also, well? and it has to be gas and as many burners <laughs> ah, as you can no, get no, in. No, no, ah, no, yeah. no, un- ah, induction. Yeah. Ah, no. And I have, no, well, hang on. Never catch on. Oh, you're sounding like a dinosaur now, Anton. <laughs> have you actually tried an induction Hate knob? It. Hate it, terrible stuff. Have you actually tried it? No. No, I didn't think you had. Because if you had, you would see that a good induction hob, hob heats as fast as a gas cooker. Have you ever cleaned a gas ring. Yeah, it's no fun. It's no fun. fun. Right, so I challenge you now to get yourself to a kitchen showroom and try out an induction hob and you will see that it it heats the water or whatever it is as quickly as a gas hob and then because it actually heats the pot rather than the, the hob itself, you wipe it clean. What about counters? Counters, or you could spend a fortune on counters, and that is where you're looking at your hundred grand kitchens. That is where a lot of people will spend an um, um, absolute fortune. So you'll, they'll go and they'll pick a slab of stone, pick a slab of granite with a particular colour of pink running through it, and then that will run up the backsplash, and that will roll down the sides, and you've got your beautiful waterfall, and that can be any money. I mean, you you could spend twenty thousand. On, on a slab of stone. I remember talking to a fella in the boom who had got a, a marble or granite or who knows what. Well, it won't have been marble. Please don't let anyone put marble on their kitchen because it stains really badly. Does it? It holds the yeah. stains? Yeah, really, really badly. But in this instance, he had to take the roof off to get it into the kitchen. <laughs> Genuinely, he had to take the roof off, crane it in and rebuild the roof. What's this guy doing with his kitchen now? Yeah, who yeah. knows? <laughs> the boom was a bleak period. Didn't yeah, you? so back, because you're not letting me get to the, the, the oh, to answer uh, the question. So the question mm. you ask is, what's the key of designing a kitchen? And it's functionality. Decide what your priorities are. Is your priority cooking? Is your priority socialising? Is your priority a social space? Then you measure your space. If you're not lucky enough to be hiring a designer, I would always suggest that you measure it in millimetres and centimetres now, by the way, not inches, <laughs> because that just makes it hard for everyone. Measure what you've got and decide, Do you are you a social cook? So like my husband is a very social cook. He's Swedish. Um, he's happy to come back with the groceries just as the guests are arriving. So he's happy slopping together a meal on an island but for me I need to have it all prepared I need it in the oven and go ta-da and depending on how you like to cook will be how you want to lay it out so for me the idea of having a hob on an island is very stressful but for some people that's perfect because they want to be able to chat you don't like being a hibachi chef where people are sitting looking at you when you cook I'm not I'm not I'm very messy I'm a messy cook and I think see big sink that's what I'm telling you but the big sink is good and do you know why the big sink is important as well is is that you can get the um, the oven trays in straight on instead of having to put them on an angle if you can have a secondary smaller sink as well adjacent to it that's great because you can pour out the dregs of the tea and whatever else beside it so the new technologies are really helping around that so you can clear your worktop that's something I would always say as well if you can at all you don't want your kettle on display you don't want a microwave on display toaster in the press like a protestant 
like a Protestant. I'm a wannabe Protestant, apparently, because I really like my toaster in the press. And if you can, the, the tall larder units that you can get now, you can get those without the drawers as well. And you can use that as, as an admin cupboard or one of the shows that we did on Home Rescue. We actually put photographic equipment in there. So fo- um, cameras and charging points. So it's all the, all the crap that winds up on your island that you don't want to be seeing can actually be tucked away. So this is why I'm saying it's more than just cooking. It's how are you using the space? What about water pressure? Water pressure is, uh, is, can be an issue, particularly when you're looking at selecting taps. So if you select a tap that requires a high water pressure, you'll get a dribble out of it. So I would always say that before you actually choose your tap, check what it says is the minimum bar. You Should want, you get a pump? They're noisy. But they're great. <clears throat> they get, I would get a pump, pump for shower for, for a hot water system, absolutely. But normally the mains pressure is sufficient and if it isn't, you need to be oh, getting Oh, Irish touch. mains pressure is muck. <laughs> what do we get, like 0.3 of a bar? It's nothing. I dream of having a big three bar pump under a press that'll really so kick in. So you don't in. have that then? No, I don't so have any of this stuff. So you haven't heard the noise. No. Yeah, but yeah, really it's only when your taps run. How often are you, it's not like you're sitting down to eat leaving your tap on. Well, in the in the 70s and 80s, back in the day, we would have had the cold water tamp, tap tank rather in the loft and the pressure then the water flew downhill into the kitchen sink so the pressure was less of an issue but now as we're being directly mains fed that's when it's becoming an issue but honestly I haven't come across a house in a long time that has less than one bar and that really is sufficient. What about floor? Flooring is an interesting one because uh, you can either have stone, you can have tile or you can have wood and the engineered wood floorboards now which are the, the ones where you have a, a layer of solid with the, with the plywood underneath to keep it stable most of them you'd have to check but most of them are actually suitable for use in a kitchen like, Do you believe them? They say that yes, but do you trust them? Yes because I have used it that is but I mean you don't leave a flood depends on your lifestyle if you're not going to be disciplined enough to clean up a flood if you've made a mess then don't have a wooden floor but you can often mix as well so I wouldn't say if you have tiles in the work area of the kitchen there's nothing saying you can't then have wooden flooring butting up against that Tech saying I love kitchens but I must have a gas hob for when the electricity is cut off I once yeah how How often often do you need a a hot meal (laughs) you know it's like we're we're sitting in the dark what will I do beef stroganoff Um, I once had a customer who opened the kitchen brochure and said I want this 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 30k on appliances alone. Yeah, you see, and it's very easy to ago. chew up your one, your your 100,000 budget. I mean, not it's not normal, but it is easily done. And like I said, you could spend 20,000 on your worktops alone. You could have a steam oven. You could have any sort of combination of fancy appliances. But in most cases, what we need is is a good quality grill. Nobody needs <clears throat> a steam oven. Well, I've never... Come on, <laughs> nobody needs a steam oven. I have seen demonstrations where in a steam oven, the salmon was steamed and the rice was cooked in the same oven at the same time. I've seen demonstrations of jet engines. I don't have to have one in my kitchen. (laughs) Anyway, if you want to see steam ovens and 20,000 euro kitchens and if you want to see cheap and cheerful ways to make them on a budget, Home Rescue, The Big Fix, Thursdays on RTE 2. There won't be steam ovens. There won't be steam ovens. Good. Nobody needs (laughs) a steam oven. That That is Deirdre Coleman, who's Senior Interior Designer at Collab Design Studio and presenter of Home Rescue. And it's sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. And if you want to get in touch, 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. Thank you. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.